Hey friends, welcome back to Beamvoice. Today I have the pleasure to talk to Angelos Nicolaou, who is the CEO of Sector, a company based in Cyprus. Hi Angelos, how are you doing? Hey Pedro, how's it going? Thanks for uh, inviting us. It's so nice to have you here. And it's good here, but not so good as on your side where you have 28 degrees soon. I have only 11 today, but uh, I'm happy for that too, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about it now. Weather is starting to get pretty good uh, here in Cyprus. I think this is the best time of the year, so we're enjoying it quite a bit. One of the benefits of working for tech right? Uh, you can uh, work remotely. We have customers all the way from the UK down to the Middle East. So we get to choose where we want to go, depending on the best weather. Before you tell me more about your company, tell me a bit about yourself with your own words. And after that, yeah, tell me about your company. As well. Yeah, absolutely. So I come from a construction management, project management background. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. As a matter of fact, my dad is a civil engineer. And at the time when I was young, he used to work in Saudi. We spent about 20 years there so uh, quite a long time and I grew up in the construction camps of Saudi Arabia so um, Saudi was a pretty different world back then in the 80s and 90s when I was growing up and essentially what happened was all the expats lived in these camps um, that were closed uh, with three meter high walls all around so that we could have a little bit of privacy at the time. It's just how the community is. And it was always next to construction sites. So super passionate about construction. I mean, I guess it was embedded in me. I'm not sure if I even had a choice about that. Our company, it's called Sector. We are a construction technology reseller. We partner with companies such as Procore, OpenSpace, Fieldwire, and we provide these tools to our customers all the way from the UK down to the Middle East. That sounds interesting. And I guess this is a quite uh, complex and wide area of uh, activity. So what would you like for us to focus on today and uh, talk more about? Yeah, it is quite complex. The area is quite wide. What we are, I think what everyone is doing in construction tech, it's really hard work, really, because you not only have to transform an industry, but you have to transform people's minds as well. I'd love to focus on the culture aspect of things because that's where we see the biggest gap. It's not if technology is ready, it's not if the tools are available, it's if we are ready to accept these tools as part of our daily lives and our daily workflows. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I completely agree. It's a cultural challenge more than anything else. But uh, what made you think this? What experiences did you have with your customers that lead you to think this, that actually we really struggle on this aspect? Yeah, that's a great point. My background started, my career started from the client side. So as a client rep, and I had projects all the way from the US down to Africa. And I used to travel quite often. I traveled every 10 days and I visited a new, I'd go from Seychelles to South Africa, to Dubai, to Miami, and you name it. I needed tools to help me monitor and manage these projects. And, you know, granted in the beginning, I wasn't even a project manager, I was an assistant PM, but it was these tools that sort of helped me build my career, if that makes sense. Because as soon as I started using them, people started asking me about these tools. Now, the biggest challenge I had was, first of all, convincing my boss and my clients to invest in these tools and then even harder 
convincing the people on site to use these tools to capture data so that the investment was worthwhile and it was worth everyone's time. And that was the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge was really down in the field. How do we get these super busy people that work 10, 11, 12, 14 hour days with super tight schedules to change anything in their workflow? That was the biggest challenge. How did you tackle it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were from the client side, so we forced it. <laughs> but now that I have to provide these tools, we can't force it. So we have to speak with the clients a lot of the time, whether the client of the project, or we have to speak with the general contractors and go through a cultural transformation really is what's really happening here. Yeah, you know, you laughed when you said that you enforce these rules, but that's not something you should be ashamed or feel guilty about because this is actually something that more clients should do. Not enough clients are doing this, are taking risks and investing into digitalizing their companies, you know? So I think we need more of these kind of companies and these kind of people that help their bosses to understand that they need to try and take this risk because they can earn much more in the long run if you do it. So yeah, you should not feel any other way than proud for that from my point of view. hundred percent. And if you think about it, Pedro, think about the biggest investment any person or any company is making throughout their, their tenure, most companies, let's say, and most people. It's typically a real estate project, right? It's something that has to do with construction. Nowadays, we demand to know where our delivery driver is. We demand to know where our taxi driver is when they come to pick us up. Yet in our biggest investment that we make in our lives, we don't know what's going on in that prod we have no clue what is the contractor doing is my project ahead of schedule behind schedule are they stealing my money are they wasting my money what the hell's going on in my project i just get super passionate about this i get you know rattled up about this because it, it's unfathomable to me that we don't do that yet it is tragic comical actually yeah we laugh but it's actually quite tragic that stuff right there absolutely because um, it costs I, uh, trillions of dollars every year in on expected and unscheduled costs. Absolutely. The last figure I saw, Pedro, was 450 billion euros are wasted annually in rework activities. 450 billion. If we put that into perspective, the online advertising market, which is Google's main money market, online ads, that's about 500 billion euros. So we in construction, throw that money away and it's wasted and it's damaging our pockets and the environment. It's not like that money is reused. What should we do? What can we do? That's a great question. Um, and it's something that's always circling around my mind, right? Because if you're in construction tech, you need to be in it for the long term. If you're not in it for the long term, you might as well not do it at all. I think the first thing that we should do is to educate our customers. The average person who invests in construction has no idea, should have no idea, and in some cases doesn't even care about construction. So as hard as it is, I think our job is to educate the customer that if you don't invest in a technology like this that helps you monitor your budget, monitor your schedule, see visually, there's so many reality capture tools out there today. What's going on on your project? Hold people accountable. 
promote transparency on your project, then you're going to waste your money. And I think that's really the first step and it, it's probably the hardest step as well. Yeah, like always, first step is the hardest in any journey because you need to fight your own demons, your old habits, try to establish new ones, better ones that can lift you up, right? But that's not easy because that means you need to go out of your comfort zone. But I have bad news to you, not to you, <laughs> but to who's not willing to do that. If you won't do that, there are others that are going to do it and you will be left behind definitely in few years you will see that gap and it's going to be very very difficult to catch up after absolutely i mean now bim is getting more and more standardized do you see a future where any project has no bim on it do you see a future where a project has paper drawings i mean it's very hard for me to see that it's a matter of time. If you want to crash your business, you can run it uh, by that strategy. But everyone around you is going to be more effective and will yeah. do less errors and will save more money and will just outlast you. It's so simple. I do not imagine that. I see that already happening here on all fronts in Norway. I do not see any universe parallel where there is a point of return from this and uh, justified because it always has been about money. But now you must think also about our planet what we do with it. So yeah. far, many years, we yeah. did not thought about it. We just wanted to build with everything we could and so on. But now you don't have that luxury because the yeah. planet is destroyed already, right? You don't find the materials you need on your project. You need, Absolutely. you need to be smarter. You need to do more. And yeah, like I said, it's simple. If you want to be in business, I don't think anyone will be in business, not investing in digitizing their company in the next 10 years, but I think 10 years is quite a lot of time. So maybe if they are already involved in any projects that will last so long, but on new projects, I think a lot will evolve in the next years. By 2030, the outlook in AAC is going to be much different than it is right now. Yeah. You know, I'd like to make a point here, and it's that I think up to a certain point, it wasn't even the fault of construction. I mean, think about the computing devices. Yes. Um, think about a laptop, right? The construction environment is not friendly to a laptop. No. We have... You know, we're affected by weather. There's wind, there's sand, there's I heat, agree. there's cold, there's bricks falling from the sky. A laptop isn't made for that. However, mm -hmm. mobile devices now are everywhere in construction. Exactly. Cameras, 360, I mean, those things, rugged cameras, 360 cams, they help you create a Google Street View of your construction site. Mm -hmm. I mean, these tools are everywhere now. You can go to a store, pick up a camera, download an app on your phone and start to use it today. So if there was ever a doubt, I think now we have as few barriers into entry as we ever did in construction. Yes, there are no excuses anymore. We have the tech. Yeah, you're right. In the past, maybe it's been there, but maybe it was for more exclusively for the wealthiest ones. But right yeah. now it's available for everyone. You find cheap solutions. You can find alternatives for your project, definitely. So there are no excuses anymore. And uh, like I said, I stopped thinking that I want to convince anyone to do this. I just want to showcase the good parts of it. But it's up to you. If you want to bankrupt your business, don't do it. Stick to your <laughs> traditional ways. No problem. It's going to be someone else who will replace you without any doubt. Absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of examples out there. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about what solutions are you offering and what they do. Who can benefit from them and so on. Yeah. I mean, I can talk all day, but I'll keep it very short. So we focus on the construction field. That's our focus as a company. And in particular, I think there's two areas that I think are important to shine a light on. Number one is project management, construction management. To me, it makes no sense anymore 
not to build what you're supposed to build because you didn't have the latest revision of the drawings. I mean, every construction management tool out there that gives you plan management today mm -hmm. does version controlling, automated revisions, sheet compare. Yeah, some do it better than others, but they all do it. So there's no excuses anymore for that. Project management is one of the, one of the areas that we're focused on with tools such as Procore and Fieldwire for different applications for each. If you want a holistic approach, more complex projects and so on and so forth, you might end up with something like Procore. And if you want to focus on, let's say the task management part in particular of project, you want a super fast way to view your plans and collaborate with your team, then you're looking at a tool like Fieldware. That's sort of how we see our customers making that decision. So this is coming directly from the customers. And then the other area that I think is super important to mention is reality capture, right? Because reality capture is a very visual tool mm -hmm. and visual tools help you make faster decisions. Petro, did you know that it takes your brain two and a half seconds to process an eight word sentence? Two and a half seconds, which is might not be a lot of time. Like, All right, it's two and a half seconds. I can process an entire eight word yeah. sentence, but it takes your brain 13 milliseconds to process an entire image. So in a world, the world of construction, that's so complex that we have no time to do anything. How important is visual documentation? Yeah. That's where reality capture comes in for me. That's why it's so important. And I think it's easier than ever now to introduce it to your project. Yeah. Regarding the speed, I was not aware about that speed, but I enjoy much more watching videos and learning by watching and doing at the same time than just reading. Sometimes there are situations when maybe you need to reinforce something and reading is better to detail it and so on. But most of the time, it's much more, not only more effective for me, but I think this also has to do also with the fact that it's more enjoyable also because yeah. and when you get a reality capture, you have much more confidence that, yeah, this thing is right. Then when you yeah. get a report, a sentence from somebody, right? Yeah. Or a comment, or of course, a combination, a picture with a comment from somebody. That's also very powerful. It's the perfect as-built record. There's no, oh yeah, we forgot to put this here, put this there. But Peter, yeah. I have a question for you because you're a BIM guy. Don't you think it gives any engineer a competitive advantage to work on BIM? I mean, don't you feel that coming from communicating your progress in BIM helps you communicate what you want to communicate so much faster, oh. clearer than let's say 2D and trying to explain. Yes, there is no doubt about that. Like I said, I am really lucky and happy. I live in Norway because here we see more and more uh, only projects based on uh, the model without uh, requirements for drawings. And now another good part about this, because there is a lot of time invested in still generating and creating the drawings, right? Yeah. Now you have a lot of tools. There are many tools. I will not give names now, but there are many tools that can generate views as drawings. And you don't need to invest time to create them. You just take a snapshot, a section at, and you just take it. So easy yeah. it is. And it's enough to build after. I think the bigger challenge is that the clients are a bit late laggards with the requirements regarding this. And also uh, from a legislation point of view, maybe from this, there are still requirements in some systems. They say you need to have drawings because I don't know for uh, some legal stuff. But yeah. like I said, that is not a barrier in Norway, at least 
right now. So if it works here, I'm sure that it is already working already in more other places and it can work in other places overall. Definitely, I see that. I think there's yeah. about 10 countries right now that have some form of a BIM mandate, some stricter than others, the UK, for instance, with level two BIM. But overall, there's about 10 countries with some level of a BIM requirement, which is great. I mean, the governments need to step it up and, and help here as well. I mean, at the end of the day, for their projects, it's taxpayer money. Of course, but it doesn't need always to be the government. In Norway, there is no BIM mandate from the government. Here is just happening because the big clients are requiring. They see the value in it, right? All the big agencies, they are requiring. And if you don't comply, you don't get the big projects. And this is something else, but I don't know if this can work overall. Usually, most of the time, you'd need that push from the government. Yeah, so it might not work as in Norway overall, but at the end of the day, it's about the clients, right? If you want to save money, you need to learn this stuff and learn how to do it, right? Clients, especially bigger on, but all of them need to understand they need people with BIM skills. That's the problem. Usually they don't have. They rely on consultants only, right? And they right. don't realize that actually they need to have BIM people in-house and they can build standards and better requirements and so on, right? But there is still not enough understanding for the value for this, right? That That's correct. Yeah. It's always tough to communicate. And we all know how it works for consulting, right? If the client doesn't ask it, the consultant's there to make the client happy. If the client doesn't ask it, consultant most of the time won't say anything. So what do you think is it that caused the Norwegian market or the Norwegian customer to think that way? if I can put it that way. People are more empowered to employ newer technologies and uh, to have this freedom. And usually here, there is a more relaxed relationship between leadership levels and so on. And the uh, usual employees can talk to the leadership easier. It's not such a rigid structure like it is in most of the country. And yeah. sometimes it happens that some of them come and are the innovators actually. And I think something like this happened the leadership came with, with the idea, they, they see value in this and they started. And after that, it spread to other organizations as well. Not all of them started at the same time, but one started, wasted five or 10 years. And after that, the other ones have started to see the value in this and they joined. And now they are working together and everything goes much quicker, right? Awesome. And I like what you said earlier, you know, if it happened there, it can happen anywhere, really. There's no excuses for anyone. In your opinion, let's talk about a contractor. What would be the ideal work on the building site? with the tools you know about? That's a great question. I think ideally you need to start from a foundational technology. You need to start from a project management technology so that the entire project life cycle is captured in one place in a common data environment. And what I'd say to the contractors out there is listen to your people. Sometimes it's hard when you're sitting in the office and you're not out in the field or you're not involved in the day-to-day -day operations to make the right decision when it comes to technology. Before you buy your project management tool, there's plenty out there. There's complex, there's easy, there's whole project life cycle, half project, life, whatever. There's no right or wrong answer here. Before you buy the tool for your company, speak to your people. See what tool they will use because there is no automation in construction. I mean, even if there's automation, it's still partial automation. So if your people are not using these tools, the data that comes in will be incomplete for you. So I'd start from that foundational piece of technology, some form of a project management, common data environment tool. I definitely have BIM as part of any workflow and there's no more excuses about BIM. There's so many tools out there 
get your hands on something and use it. And thankfully, all the tools that help you visualize BIM are pretty open. I mean, I see tools that are open to all types of files. IFC, Navisworks, Tecla, Revit, you know, just use your tool of choice, collaborate wherever you want to collaborate. You can do that. And then I definitely have some sort of a camera system on my project, live cams to capture your construction sites. To quality check, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, our partner Evercam, for instance, is a construction site camera that was created just for construction. So it's a live feed camera. You have a live feed of your project at all times. I mean, how cool is it to see your investment at all times? And then you do have the ability to have this indoor view with tools such as OpenSpace that give you a Google Street view of your construction site. And then those tools add on. Now, these technologies, Petro, I mean, we've done so many analyses, but they rarely cost, get this, over 0.1% of your total project budget. Rarely will you get over that. And I'm saying, you know, buy all of these tools, 0.1%. If you buy all these tools, 0.2%, even half a percent, even 1% would be worth it for me or more. You're saving people, you're saving time, you're doing a better job. And most importantly, you're controlling your budget, I think. That sounds very good to me. Now, please tell me how can someone reach out to you if they want to ask you anything or if they want to get in contact with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that the best way is LinkedIn. So find me on LinkedIn, Angelos Nicolau, just type Angelos Sector. You're probably going to find me. Reach out, connect, always happy to have a conversation with anyone. You can also find us through our website, sector.build or by email, angelos at sector.build. Awesome. Well, Angelos, thank you very much for joining me. It was such a pleasure, Pedro. I really enjoyed the conversation. And I learned a lot. Thank you for that. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. <laughs>